Yolanda, girl. Was Hollywood lit this week? Yes, girl. Corey, are you ready for this podcast? Yes, girl. Yolanda, are you ready to get your edges back? Yes, girl. <laughs> so, ladies, who do we have on the podcast this week? We have Uzo Amaka Aduba. Better known as Uzo Aduba, Emmy-winning actress, star of Orange is the New Black. I like to call her Crazy Eyes, but that's just because I like Crazy Eyes. Yes. <laughs> and Charlie, who you got over there? Corey, girl, we have Remy Ma and Papoose in the house. And girl, they are going all the way in about their marriage. Wait, are they going all the way in or are they going all the way up? Girl, they are going up and in and they're telling us things they have never revealed before about the inner workings of their marriage, their connection, and what really went down when she was behind bars. Yolanda, girl, you ready to start this podcast? I'm so ready. Yes. Yes, girl. Yeah. Welcome everyone to the podcast where we have the i don't know how to say this emmy award winning sag award winning boom we can just go right into the receipts but first we must say the name ozo amaka nuaneka aduba better known as ozo aduba yes i wasn't ready for the ozo amaka i was like I did I say it right? Was yes, it right you did. When you said it, I was like, Uza. And I was like, Amaka. I was like, oh, okay, we're giving the full tilt. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate what is, that. What does your full name mean? Uza Amaka means the road is good. The oh, way wow. is good. Okay. And when you give uh, Igbo names, at least, and, and a lot of um, African names, but certainly I can speak for Igbo names, you can hear when you hear the person's full name, the story or the sentiment of experience behind it. So with regards to my own name, my parents decided on Uza Amaka because my mom had gone through, you know, she battled polio, had been through uh, the Biafran Civil War, had unexpectedly uh, lost uh, her first husband with, uh, you know, had two kids and came back to the United States and met my dad and they had me and this the meaning ozamaka means like the journey was worth it wow. uh, for the, the sense of it out of out of the road is good you know so if you were to come to my house and it, say you know like a day like today where it's raining you know and i asked you how was it getting wow. here he said ozamaka it was it was it was fine because I'm I'm here now with you. That is so beautiful. I love that. <clears throat> wow. That just makes my name Corey just like, <laughs> It's just Yolanda. <laughs> what kind of African am I? <sighs> That's beautiful. That which is, beautiful. is I mean, we'll talk about this later, but I really want to be Nigerian, but <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Yeah. But I mean, massive congratulations to you overall Thank in you. life. Thank you. Um, Speaking want- of massive, not to cut you off, Yolanda, mm-hmm. but I think you are the leader of the Nigerian massive. It really? What? I think there is. I know people don't <laughs> like when it's a moment, but can we just drop? There's Seriously. you, uh-huh. David Owelio. As far as Nigerians killing the game. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Wiz Kid. Wiz Kid. Yes. Wiz Kid. Chimamanda. And then the new girl on Insecure, Yvonne Orji. Yes. Yes. 
So what is what is in this? What is in the Jolof? <laughs> what is in the Jolof? In Lagos. Wait, I, Lagos. See, I feel like Corey's taking sides, but I'm gonna let it go. <laughs> but go ahead. I mean, I feel like there's only one right side of history. So. Uh, okay, <laughs> just, just saying. Um, um, I don't know. You know, Nigerians. You know, we have an expression as Niger no de carry lost means mm-hmm. like uh, we 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 finish first. <laughs> we, we we do our we do our very best to be to to lead. You know, uh, mic drop. We um we we're a very proud people. I can say that. Um, proud of where we we're from. Proud of our families. Proud of our lineage. Um, very much card carrying. Nigerians, you'll never meet one who's really, you know, hiding in the shadows. We like to make ourselves known. And I think that is an authority that comes from our parents. Yeah. And certainly coming here for a lot of stories of Afri- Nigerians and Africans, frankly, living outside of their country. There's a, a desire to reap all of the benefits and the opportunities that come from that country. And mm-hmm. I can say without exception, I mean, we, my parents were strong advocates of that growing up. You know, they wanted us to be our best at whatever it was that we were doing, not necessarily to be perfect, but to be our, do and be our very best and to try our very best, uh, whatever it was that we were approaching. And, um, yeah, I think I'm loving right now this, 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 I don't know if it's a renaissance or something, this African renaissance that's happening. I love it though, because I know a lot of, um, Africans and specifically Nigerians when I started acting who, I absolutely adore and think are phenomenal actors whose names we still are uh, don't either don't quite know um, commercially or are coming to know from, you know, uh, Chinasa Ubuagu to uh, Adopero Oduye, who's yeah, also Nigerian. That's my girl yeah. right yeah. there. You know, <clears throat> these are wonderfully talented artists who have a unique and exceptional perspective to bring to the performing arts and creative arts. Wow. So we have known you mostly from Orange is the New Black breakout role everybody was like who is that girl of course <laughs> um, but Corey do you have a little more a few more receipts for Uzo before we start just to do a little well you know ka-ching. what I know there's a lot of stories and I'm, we're going to get back to it you know the fact that you were about to quit acting when you got that faithful call that you had booked Orange is the New Black really I think in that Essence cover story where you were on the cover of the September issue yeah <sighs> Looking just, glorious. Just looking Thank back you. at my <clears throat> heaven. <sighs> Can I just say that was yeah. easily a dream come true. Wow. I, I mean, I'm not like, oh, Essence, you know, that's great. I'm getting just exclusively to do a cover on this like exceptional legendary magazine. But it is also, it was, my heart felt so full wow. when I got that phone call for this, co- I mean, the first time we were on as a cast on Orange, which yes. already was like, I was running around like a crazy person, wow. like who shot John, trying to figure out how this was happening. But when I got the call again, I am an avid, faithful reader of that magazine, of wow. your magazine. Wow. And so my, you know, my sister would used to go and get it from either newsstands. There was a time she was working at Time Inc. She would like go and get it when it would come out, you know, and bring it home for us, you know, and I just, I was so over the moon. You guys have such an impressive magazine. The oh, women yeah. that you feature, the stories and, and the ways in which you feature them. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, that was the coolest. Awesome. Thank you. 
Okay. But another receipt. Okay. Yes, another receipt. <laughs> Ab. Another receipt. Like, let me show you who I am. <laughs> <laughs> but you had been nominated um, for Helen Hayes Award for Best Supporting Actress back in 2003 because you really, is it true for you got your start like in theater on stage? Yes. And... I- Tell, so tell us about that. How did you, I know you were a classically trained singer. Yeah, I went to school first for classical voice because I had been doing drama in my high school and my voice teacher was a classical teacher and so she had recommended that I explore that. And so when I got to uh, school, I went to Boston University, in the morning, you know, because it's a classical program, we had to do all components, and that included the acting component as well. So I would, in the morning, have to do movement and be rolling around on the floor and do Shakespeare and acting, and then in the afternoon, I would be doing music theory and ear training, and by the time I would get to the afternoon, I would be like, I think I like the rolling around on the floor part. Like, you're like, I feel like... Geometry is not for me. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> I think I really liked like meowing like a cat, you know, like I was like, I was into that. And I realized, you know, when I finish, I'm going to go to New York and become an actor. And I think that's what I want to do. And I still want to sing, but I think I want to tell stories is really what I want to do. And so I, I, I always wanted to um, live in New York for some reason. I'd come here when I was a little kid. And the summer after my junior year of college, I spent the summer here. And I had meant to go after senior year to L.A. to see, you know, which one I'd rather be. And I just never, after junior year, I was like, nope, after next year, I'm going to be in New York. It's like, forget about it. Where'd you go to college? Boston University. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did you grow up in Boston? Just outside of Boston. Go Sox. Um, (laughs) I'm from a Real, real small town, about an hour southwest of Boston. Wow. How was it being Nigerian in Boston, which I don't really think... <laughs> Meld. Yes. <laughs> yes. Doesn't um, the character in, in Americana go to Boston? Yes, she does. Eh, yes, she does. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. No, no, no. Where, where she goes to school? Or she's in school in New Jersey. I thought it was... Am I crazy? Uh, I thought she it opens. She's at. Of... She's teaching at Princeton. Princeton, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I... Um, it was interesting, you know, um, <laughs> in answer to, to that question. Uh, you know, it it was a couple things. It was one part finding finding a space of identity, I think, mm. when all you've been raised as is to be proud of where you're from and that background, and it's such a rich background, and you love it, but then that world really only exists within your own home or within your own familial community. And stepping outside of that, but two blocks, two whatever, miles, and seeing it uh, disregarded in some ways um, or not appreciated at the same level of value as you have for it. Um, So that was an adjustment, certainly. Um, I think... I I really, at the end of the day, I thank God for my mom, who was insistent on all of us standing in and staying proud of where we're from, the culture of which we in which we were born, to whom we were born, and to remember that this is as valuable as anything else that's being raised or 
leveled as exceptional. Mm -hmm. And that's from my name to the food that we would eat. You know, we are the best in the world Mm -hmm. in that jollof rice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't help it. Um, Insert Ira. I mean, like I say, (laughs) Nigel Nude, Carry Loss. So, so, um, but yeah, you know, so that was, that was a challenge. And I think, you know, like, like most children and most, uh, young adolescents, there's a, a want to, wh- where do I belong? And then sort of deciding at some point, you know, the truth of the matter is I am who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's enough. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to start attempting to be anything outside of that um, if it doesn't suit me. You know, I know that there's a lot of uh, stereotypes, especially, um, you know, with Africans in that the parents want you to have like a more traditional, you know, air quotes job. But you seem to always constantly thank your mom, thank your family for believing in you. Were they always supportive of your choice to go into the arts? Yeah. You know, overall, yeah, they were. Um, and I, when I say the appreciation, it's definitely I'm speaking specifically about my immediate family and, and a small extension of my uh, extended family. My mom, I mean, my mom always used to say when we were kids, she's like, had I grown in this country, I think I would have been an artist because she draws very well. My mom, she drew very well. She doesn't draw so much anymore, but she used to draw very, very well. And she has a strong appreciation for the, both my parents do, frankly, but a strong appreciation for the arts. But my mom more so, I think, because she is artistic. And we would be exposed to art, the arts. We saw Ellen Ailey and we'd see all these things growing up. I think... When it came to pursuing a career in the arts, I just don't think it was ever a part of their global understanding of careers that that was something people did. I don't necessarily – and I think that might be true for a lot of people who come to this country in pursuit of a better life. I think it's – you have ideas and ideals that are fed to you overseas of what it is to live a life of comfort or opportunity in the United States. So you come here with those ideas, not realizing that there are so many different avenues of opportunity here. So they were kind of really focused on the more traditional, you know, medicine, law, engineering, finance, you know, that those sort of pathways when my brother and sisters and I were growing up. And so, but when I told them that I didn't want to be a lawyer, but I wanted to be an artist, my mom, well, initially I said I wanted to be a director. And she was like, no. And I was like, (laughs) and then I said, I think I want to go to school to sing. And she was like, no. And then I came back to her the next day. I said, mom, I think I want to sing. She said, no. (laughs) And I came a third time and I said, mom, I really think I want to go to school and sing. And she was in the kitchen, she's cooking, and she was like, okay. And I said, okay. She said, yeah. I said, why did it take you so long to say yes? And she said, I wanted to be sure you were serious. Mm. What's her name? I want to meet her. Nanyam. Mm. Nanyam. 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 I like her. Mm. She's like (laughs) Anyoku is her maiden name. No, she's Adiba now, but her maiden name is Anyoku, which is their main name means... Eye of Fire. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Wow. Speaking of you singing, I want you to know you were on The View. <laughs> yes. And 
you know, they asked you to sing and you sang. Yes. So, excuse me, sang. <laughs> and I recorded it off TV, like real bootleg, like back in oh the day. My. And I was like, oh my God, look at. But my IG blew up all day looking at you sing. Really? Yeah. It was, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Uso gave me likes today. <laughs> it was so. But it was. And, but you also told a story about how when you were going off this path, when you really had started doubting yourself, it was, your, again, your mom who said, you, well, you say it best, but like she said, no one ever didn't get anything for not doing hard work. Yeah. I'm, I'm butchering it, but if you. Yeah, no, my mom. So when I came, when I, you know, after school and I was moving to New York, you know, with my little bag and <laughs> was at the, I'll get on the train to come here. And my mom, I just remember we pulled up to the station and she turned off the car and she was sitting there and she was like Ozo just work hard she said I, I, I don't care what it is you do or what it is you're doing but just work hard she's like I've never heard of nothing coming from hard work mm-hmm. she's like I don't know what will come I don't know when it will come. And I know something will come. And I tell that story because it's like my mom always said that. Mm. It's not like uniquely on this one day she decided to, you know, impress this on me. Mm-hmm. She had said this to all of my siblings for most of our lives. And, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, I never heard of nothing ever, you know. But I feel like that was the first time I really heard it. Mm. And I almost feel like that's the time I needed it most. I mean, I always say my mom, I feel like my mom's like Mr. Miyagi. You know, like I'm out here doing the karate <laughs> kid. You know, like she, I didn't know what she was preparing me for the whole time. It's like, wash the fence and like wax on, wax off. I'm like, ah, oh, we're doing karate. You know, like she really, you know, she, she was she's a, she had gems growing up our entire life you know and she had had so much energy when we were younger and needed to you know to sort of yeah. manage five children but yeah she said that to me and i remember that was it's still like the greatest piece of advice i've ever been handed wow. in my life because i do sincerely believe that to be true i've heard of nothing coming from nothing but i've never heard of nothing coming from hard work you know yeah. so yeah I love that story. Tell us about the moment that you realized that Orange is the New Black was going, was transforming (laughs) your life. I, that would be when we were, the show had come out and I was up at Sundance Theater. They have a theater institute and I was up there doing theater for maybe like a month or something. And um, where we were based the cabins had Wi-Fi and maybe like a touch more better service. But where the theater was, it was down at the base. And you couldn't, there was no Wi-Fi. The service was terrible. So once we were in rehearsal, 10 to 6, all day, you couldn't connect to anything, you know. So when I would be at work in the daytime, my phone would be silent, you know, whatever. Da, da, da. And then as I would be getting closer to the house and, you know, like my phone starts tapping into the Wi-Fi and I would come in and I would suddenly get all these notifications. You know, it'd be like, my phone would scroll. It'd be like, someone's just started telling you, someone's, you know, like whatever. It's like, someone's just liked whatever comment I had made, you know, 
the week before or the night before. And I was like looking at my Twitter and I was seeing it's like 500 new followers. I was like, oh. that must have been a really great tweet I gave yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that really Damn, I'm smart. went over well. Like, I was like, and I was like, oh no, Orange is the New Black came out. Like, like, nobody thought you were funny. So. Like, it's like, your show came on. Like, it's like, you know what I mean? Um, that kind of thing. Like That was sort of how I realized people were watching our show. And um, I, I couldn't believe it. Wow. I'll be honest. I remember getting pitched it because I didn't read the book. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, it's you know, about Piper. And she goes, to, I was like, yeah, black women in prison. I get it. I yeah. get it. You know, I rolled my eyes. Yeah. Then I saw it. And I was like, this is the best, one of the best shows on television. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. The breath that you guys acted in, in the stories that you told. And it even really made me think, rethink prison, actually, Mm. when people get incarcerated. Like, these people come from lives. Sometimes it's just the wrong choice. It's not that they're bad people, but they just made a really real choice. And I love you guys for illuminating those stories. Another quick anecdote. Um uh, what's the guy who's on it? Forgive me. He's such a cutie pie. He was on Harry Potter. He's on Orange is the New Black. I mean, How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, oh, Matt McGorry. Oh. No, no, no. Yes. I forget his name. The, Matt the British. Ma- the is British name- boy. Oh, he's he was not on our show. No, I know. But oh, Matt McGorry. No, oh, the not- bro- you want that you're talking about. Yes, yes, yes. So we were interviewing him, and I think I asked him, somebody, Orange is the New Black came up, and he said that your opening scene, because you're quoting, um, it's, it's is it Shakespeare? yes. Uh, right. At one point, right, yeah. yeah, and he he goes, "Oh my God, the way she did it!" He was like, "I knew that I was in, I was in," oh, and wow. I, it was such a. I wish you could have been there, like you could have transported right that's there. That's so sweet. The love he gave you, well, Alfred Enoch. Alfred, yeah. yes, yes, that's his name. Yeah, that's, that's his, name. his name. Sorry, that's. I mean, that those scenes like those, you know, being able to do like Shakespeare or you know, <laughs> write poems, and I, I thought it was. I think I think that that was. A test and is a testament to the world that our show creator Jinji has been adamant about creating. Um, I, what I love about it is when I watch our show and I watch my castmates, you know, work through these different stories, it doesn't feel limited. Mm-hmm. You know, even though we're talking about people who are confined to a small space their expressions of themselves and their experiences aren't limited. And that's really exciting because I feel like, particularly when we're talking about stories uh, relating to women or and people of color, there could be a small frame that we get to watch those stories be translated through. And what I thought was interesting, I felt like, some of these characters are being given the same level of freedom and boldness as I see a lot of male characters that I've been excited by and and and, 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 and inspired by, you know, in terms of my work. And that was exciting to me, while still maintaining everything and the essence mm-hmm. of femininity and what it is to be a woman, you know, at the same time. Um, and, and really, that's just a testament to writing a person, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I thought that was really great. And Genji, you know, she's not interested in the status quo. She's really not interested in telling stories that we've heard labored over time and time again. And um, I'm forever grateful that she was interested in bringing in people, new voices, new, uh, you know, faces, new artists as far as their storytelling is concerned. 
um, because I think that's just what helps to affect the work we get to see that comes after that. Let's talk about the gap tooth. Please. Because I have in one the, as well. Yes! I don't think I didn't notice when I came in. It's the first thing I noticed. So I'm one it. of your people, right? <laughs> yes. yes. Gap tooth sisters. Gap That's tooth what I call them. Sisters, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, you talked about, I remember a couple, I think it was maybe two years ago, how how you grew up not liking your gap, but yeah. then you got to a place where you started celebrating it. And I found such empowerment in that, like the way you put it. And mm. I was like, that's it. You know, that's the way you kind of embraced what it was. And it's so beautiful. It is so beautiful. I mean, again, sort of scrolling back to this thing of what is it that we choose to celebrate, you know? And, and I think creating space for all ideas, all voices, all looks is what... We are, I'm so glad it seems like we're pushing towards or people are interested at least investigating that in some capacity. And I feel like there is a space, pun intended, mm-hmm. for me <laughs> for me and my gap. You know, there's nothing wrong with perfectly straight teeth, just that there is nothing wrong with perfectly gapped teeth yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, growing up, I did think, you know, when I was being led astray I don't know what the right language is led to think that the only form of um, beauty or accept beauty acceptance was that and I'm so glad my mom didn't let me change my teeth and I had that exchange with this photographer for my senior portrait picture who had told me that I had a beautiful smile. And even though my, 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 me and my mom, I feel like, is like, stop giving that photographer credit. I told you you had a beautiful smile your whole life. All but along. It's like, it's like, all along. <laughs> and it was just this one man who came and you say, you can say, I'm like, I know. She, like, I know she's sitting there like, I don't even know what to do with that. But it's true. It's, you hear things when you hear them. You know what? I heard it that day. And it changed my life. And I'm glad for it because in terms of the artist that I think it made me st- Stand, and the person it re- required me to be to stand in that, the artist that then impact was impacted by that, it it affected my entire life in some capacity. So then, you know, when I moved to New York and I was sitting down with an agent who was like, oh, I think, you know, you're great and we'd love to work with you. And she says to me, you know, and what about your gap? Are we keeping that? Like, we both have <laughs> gaps that we're deciding <laughs> if we're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> close, I hate people sometimes. Close or keep. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we're keeping it. Yeah, and I was so glad now, looking back, you know, that something that I would have probably, a younger self, would have exchanged I don't know what for yeah. to have yeah. closed. I said, no, we're keeping it. Yeah. That's me. And I, I, I'm, it doesn't bother me at all. I actually yeah. am quite proud of it. Thank God you did. I know. Thank yeah. you. Because uh-huh. we're keeping you. Oh, that was so sweet. Thank you. I wrote that down. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tweet it. Tweet it. Tweet yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> I won't get 500 likes. No. <laughs> I'll like it. Yes, thank oh you. Thank goodness. you. So. I'll like it in the Instagram in my heart. Yes. <laughs> you know, we, we talked about, I read about a story where you talked about, um, I'm getting a little serious. Mm-hmm. You were stopped by the NYPD. Yeah. Um, what was that for and about? <laughs> well, I don't know would be the proper answer and yeah. the truthful answer. I don't know. Um, all I know is that uh, I, was, I, had, I had been doing a show here in New York where my hair was low at the time. Not that that, nothing that I'm 
prefacing here at all explains the stop at all. But um, it at, at least I want to say it in order to paint a picture of why we might think I was stopped. Um, and I couldn't do be doing anything more, like more nerdy. <laughs> if you really want to know, I'm a theater kid. I think it was a Friday night, and I was hanging out with one of my classmates, and Sharing we were a reading, book. and we were reading Shakespeare. That's what we'd been doing. I had my had had any of those officers gone through my backpack, they would have seen truly. And this is not a work of fiction. The complete works of William Shakespeare in my bag. That's what I was carrying. You know, <laughs> that's what I was carrying. If you want to know what I'm carrying, I'm carrying the bard. <laughs> Am I packing? Yes, come heat. As you like it, as a matter some of fact. Some ancient heat. Yes, some okay. Macbeth. Do you like it? Romeo and Juliet. They die in the end, but I didn't kill them. Um, yeah, so I was like, <laughs> um, that kind of sort of thing. I was walking home and... Um, you know, I remember seeing a car pass me, and you know it's it's nighttime and it's late, and um, I'm by myself. And I remember seeing, hearing a tire screech behind me and turn around and pass me. And I was like, I remember seeing the driver's and he face, and he went past, and I just thought, oh, maybe he was lost. And I continued walking, and um, I'm about a block and a half from my home. And all of a sudden, I heard a set of tires screech again, doors slam shut, and somebody yelling at me, stop, freeze. And I turned around, and two gentlemen in unmarked clothes, one was wearing a football jersey, I'm forgetting what the other gentleman was wearing, were running at me. Wow. And um, I remember my first thought, because I was backpedaling, because my first thoughts were... I'm about to get raped, mugged, or killed. And I was scared because I didn't know these people, but they're running at me, and it's probably about 11.30. It's late. It's night. Dark out. And I'm the only person on the street. And um, it was terrifying. And I started to run, and then I thought I heard police. And so something made me stop for a second just to look. And I looked, and they said they were police i didn't know i mean i was again i mean i don't mean to keep talking about my mom but my mom raised me to be a person as she raised my siblings to be not to just take any answer as its answer Mm -hmm. and to stand up for myself to stand up for what is right regardless the challenge or obstacle you might be faced with and or what the opposition might be um and they wanted my ID, and I was not willing to give it to them, which I don't know to say sadly if that is the smartest choice, nor would I advise in specific um, areas or encounters always, mm. because I, they weren't dressed as police. I said, for all I know, you could be trying to rob me in some capacity, and thankfully, um, a car stopped, I, and I said very calmly, I said, this is what's... <laughs> I don't know where I found the power to say this. I said, I'm not giving my identification. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> There's a car that's going to come. It's stopping. I'm going to stop that car. We are going to have him call the police. And then the police will come. And we will work out the situation. Because by that time, I had seen the gentleman in the front of the car. And I was like, that was the guy I just saw miles mm-hmm. back yeah. who why why am i being stopped and so long story short the police did eventually come they identified themselves they said to me they had said well 
we had seen, we had a report of someone fitting your description, vandalizing a bridge. You were spray painting a bridge. And I said, someone fitting my description. I said, there's someone else walking out on the street with a bright pink shirt that says Switzerland on it and a bright yellow backpack that says Jamaica across the back. I said that. I don't know where I had the courage. I had the courage to say that. I was like with a bright yellow backpack that says Jamaica across the back. I said, someone else is walking around with, I mean, I would like to meet that doppelganger. You know, so it was like, at this point. Um, and uh, so we went up there and anyway, it was fictitious, the stop. And I don't know their rhyme. I don't know if what they were, why they felt the need, if it was joyride. I don't know. But what I do know is I had the sense enough to know not to go into my bag. And what I also realized at the end of that situation, I was so upset and frustrated and angry and disappointed, but what I was aware of of the entire during the entire you know encounter was it felt to me like these specific individuals I felt might be trying to take my dignity. Wow! And I said that's the one thing I refused to hand over. And um, you know, in the end, there was no reason to be stopping me. Yeah. It was a quote unquote routine stop. I went on my way. Um, and I remember walking away thinking to myself, now, I had in me, in that moment, the ability to level a calm, steady head. I also am feel, I, I'm feeling this way after only one time in my life being stopped. Mm, can you imagine? So I don't know what it must feel like to be the second, the third, the fifth, the third time in a day when you're just trying to buy some milk, what one's response might be to that if you know, in fact, you've not been doing anything wrong. Um, because I certainly had choice feelings at that time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, I have God, never, I I've never thought of some of it like that. That's This person is trying to take my dignity. Yeah. yeah. So well put. Mm-hmm. But also the courage that it took for you to say, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I was like, I'm not going to get my phone. There's no, I can't walk away from you because I don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, you know, because here's the thing I know in this life, and that's not just specific to encounters with police. That's just in this life in general. You know, we have, I believe, a way that we can choose to operate and move through this world, you know, and how to be received in it. Mm. And... I am a strict believer that you train people how to teach you. Mm -hmm. And I am not at all interested in allowing my dignity, my respect, the name my mom has worked so hard for Mm -hmm. to be tarnished in any way, shape, or form. Wow. By anybody. Girl. The road is? Amaka. Good. Good. <laughs> wow. And your road is amazing. Tell me about this particular moment in life. What is the dialogue? Because it is dialogue in our head. It's not just monologue, right? Yeah. <laughs> what are you, what, you know, the moments where you are on these um, sets and doing these amazing projects? What What is going on in your, I'm just, I, as I talk to you, I keep thinking about, I see 
I don't know why I feel like I see you as like a 13 year old girl um, <laughs> in real life <laughs> I don't know I feel like you, you just have this very beautiful <laughs> youthful that girl comes out I oh feel like and that's when I'm probably sure you were like manifesting you've manifested every, I'm sure a lot of things that you had visioned yeah, I mean, I mean, I believe in a an Oprah vision board. I believe in it. Mama believe, O. Mama O. Nobody's complaining <laughs> um, at all. She's my hero. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, what do I think when I'm on those sets? I think God is good. Yeah. Um, I think, wow. I think, what a gift. I think this is unbelievable. I think... I just want to. I want to try my very best to stay in a space of reminding myself. That's where I'm in right now. I guess when you say the conversation is, I was on the phone with a friend the other day. Was it Lupita? Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yo, what's up, girl? Um, we'll give a shout today. But it's like um, on the phone with a friend of mine and talking about. I was in LA and we were having this conversation. And um, saying how gratitude, you know, trying to remind ourselves regularly what that is, Mm -hmm. you know, what that word really means and what it is that we need to be grateful for right now. It's so easy to get, you know, ahead of ourselves or think back to only, you know, but like right now, today, what is it that we're grateful for? And that's how I pretty much feel, you know, I, I... I I just wanted to work and I had some dreams but I don't know. I this is more I think than what I could have dreamed. So if this is more, I don't even know what more else what else more there is, you know. What I love about your dream is that again going back to that moment you quit and then you get this show and then consecutively two years back to back. Yeah. You win the highest award in your in your genre yeah. or in your your field and in the speeches you give and you always are thankful and i love the fact that you said you um your team lets you be you yeah well they do <laughs> I love shout out to the team in the building yes. <laughs> they Squad do girls. they you know what and they really do here's the thing i think that's maybe the if if nothing else the most important thing i mean I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give a shout to Allah right now. This is my fellow Sazala. <laughs> it's like, I could talk forever. And she lets me, you know. Like, <laughs> and it's like, just it's you, you go, you know. And it's and I, I appreciate that, you know. Um, I know, you know, my manager, Lainey, she knows, you know, going back to dreams, she knows the kind of artist I want to be, the kind of work I want to do, the same with my agents and what it is that I want to express and put out into the world. And never once in my saying it was I ever met with, uh, yeah, no, I think you should, you know, go this other way. You know, they know I love theater. I went to London this past year and I got to do a play over there. You know what I mean? The mates, another the receipt. The mates, the mates. <laughs> and uh, Diane, give me that receipt. That was another <laughs> receipt. It was like, and you know, and like that experience and, 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 and expression, those things matter to me. And to know that they're heard and, you know, appreciated and respected more than anything, you can't. You can't 
ask for more than that, I don't think, especially doing what we do. What we do is artists we're so passionate about it you know what i mean it's like the the world-renowned erica badu said mm -hmm. i am an artist and i am sensitive about my shit yes yes and we love her yes yes she told us so much well we want more from you. yeah we want more and I, <laughs> we want can more we get an album can we get a <laughs> we putting in orders yes <laughs> <laughs> we need another receipt <laughs> You need to, to go for list. an EGOT. Oh my goodness. <laughs> While you're at it. <laughs> Me you're and Ala right here. Uh, yes. You put it into the ether. We're going to put that into the universe. Yes. Okay. Right. You and Wizkid. <laughs> yes, why not? And Drake. I saw Wiz. Yes. Uh, I love it. Okay. Um, are we going to wrap? We're going to wrap. We're going to wrap. Thank you. And we did not give you a shout out for this wonderful fro you got going on. Oh, no. thank you. Beautiful. Wear your crown and wear it beautifully. Beautiful. Well, if I could speak, wear your crown and wear it beautifully. I love it. <laughs> beautiful. Uzo. Adupa. Oh, say it. Say it. Give, give the full. Well, I don't. I don't tongue. know if I do it right. But you okay. do. I was. I'm, it was not. That was not like a polite. <laughs> like, oh, bless you your say, heart. That was. <laughs> like, that was. Say it with such a. Th you say it very differently. I say, uzo amaka. Almost like a question at the end. Uzo amaka. Oh, no. Maybe that's not the direction I need to no. be giving you. <laughs> that was my direction. Ozamaka. Ozamaka. There it is. Perfect. Nwaneka. 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 Perfect. Nwaneka. Aduba. 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 There. I'll say it for you. Okay. Ozamaka, Mwaneka, Aduba. Wow. So beautiful. Blessings. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. We're keeping her. Thank Yay. you. <laughs> Thank you. God bless y'all. Thank you. Up next, more Yes Girl to come. Corey, Yolanda, I didn't think I could love Uzo anymore because I'm already orange as the new black man, but I love her, girl. That was a great interview. She is fantastic. Oh, yes. But now I want to hear about Remy Ma. Can you get that started? Let's do it. Hello, everybody. I am Charlie Penn. We are back this week, and I am so excited because one of my all-time favorite couples on social media and on reality TV is in the house. We have Remy Ma and Papoose. Yes. Eight years Let's strong in the team marriage club, right? Yes, eight years, eight years. You guys yes. are goals, right? We, we were kind of talking about that when we came in, but let me just jump right to it. Every time I go on your Instagram accounts or whatever, people are like, we love you guys, love. Thank you so much. Thank you for being right. an example. Thank you for being positive. And I mean, we interviewed you, Papoose. I interviewed you like last year about just right. how you were like the reality TV's favorite, most loyal husband. Oh, and wow. you guys are just so great together. So first of all, that's true. You guys are great together <laughs> and we love yeah. it. But Thank you. what is that like to really be like relationship? goals for thousands of people that's a lot of pressure right <laughs> um it's i don't think it's like really pressure to me it's i'm gonna be honest i can't do anything like i can't complain about nothing like if i be like um babe why did you leave he's like really <laughs> on social media they said that i am <laughs> Perfect. Like I, I'd be like, <laughs> oh, so he's got like the ultimate card of endorsement. He's like, that, I, I'm great. That. What? So but you like, know what? It, it wasn't intentional. Like we didn't intend 
on the people to react like that. We I, actually were kind of worried. Naturally about happened. How they we were actually concerned how people were receiving. Really? You know what I mean, like how they would receive your love on reality. Yeah, TV? I, would, I mean, when she was away. I was just advocating for her all the time. I would put up free Remy pictures and things of that nature. All my right. interviews, I would speak about her. And then when she came home and we finally did Love and Hip Hop, when it came time to do the show, we didn't know how people was going to react to that. I didn't know how the world would react to seeing that side of me. You know what I mean? Right. But surprisingly, they fell in love They with loved me. it. Yeah. They yeah. were like, he is gold. They started looking at their own husbands and boyfriends. Every now like, and then I walk into somebody that'd be like, you must be an amazing woman for him to stand by you like that. Every now and then I might run that's into what one of those. That's what she wants. No, that's not what I want. <laughs> <laughs> it's just every now and then someone recognizes the real. Do people like, I feel like I imagine y'all are like in Target or something trying to shop and a couple just like comes up to you and they be like, Remy, he said this, Papoose, she said that. <laughs> like help us out because you guys are so approachable and you're so real. Um, I think... People, people ask you, yo, people definitely <laughs> like, but it's it's different. It'll be like we'll run into either a guy and he'll be like, oh god, like you know, you guys are so great. You made me step it up, mm. like how I treat my woman, this, that, and the third. And then we'll meet some guys and they'll be like. Bruh, you're ruining my life. Right. Right. Everything I try to do, my wife is saying, why you can't be more like Pat? Pat uh, doesn't treat Remy like that. You know what I mean? So you get, you get then, some of that you know, energy too. And then I get from the women, it's just like, like you know, how do you know? How is he so well behaved? Oh. Like, like, <laughs> they're like, girl, teach me your secrets. <laughs> and now, I'm just like, uh, he's not a dog. Like, I don't know. Right. You just, you just do I mean, it. let's be real. Loyalty comes with love, right? So if you love someone, why not be loyal to them and have their back no matter what that's mm-hmm. kind of the deal right yes, yes yes i mean i think i think all men should challenge themselves mm-hmm. you know what i mean to be loyal and to be faithful because it's more peace it's, it's a more peaceful life but they would never know unless they try exactly come on fellas put a little effort into it <laughs> who said it y'all okay so y'all have to give it a try but it has to be with the right female you know it has to be a female that makes you feel like she you know she deserves that or you know she's worth it did you know Remy was the one the moment you met? Like, was it like stars, moons, Skittles flying out the sky? Um, <laughs> like, you were like, yeah, this I mean, is it. it was definitely love at first sight, but um, it took time over a period of time. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, this is the person I want to be with for the rest of my life. And I, I want to live up say, to it. Don't sit here and lie to them people. Because I was like, <laughs> bruh, what you going to do? What's happening? Because <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. He's, and then, you know. In time, it got, you know, more and more serious. And um, I just think it's a sacrifice or decision that you got to make in your life. You know, as you get older, it comes with maturity also. So all of that plays a part. I seen a a post on Instagram today. I actually reposted it. It said it was a 65-year-old couple and somebody asked them, you know, how did y'all stay together for so long? And I, I agree with this totally. The woman replied... We come from an era where if something is broke, we don't do- throw it away. We fix it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that plays a part too. Communicating. If it's a problem, don't be so quick to evacuate the premises. It's Try true. to sit down and work it out. And know? of Stick course, she out. shows that to me. But I, I just felt like, like bang, I felt out. like that was a subliminal because he's a hoarder. And he likes <laughs> everything. I be like, babe, these sweatpants have holes, a bleach stains. He'd be like, the I can hoarders. use them to work out. I'd be like, no, you have 10 workout pants. Like Hold on, Remy. Just so you know, you are not alone right now my <laughs> husband has these this pair of like cargo shorts we call them the caveman shorts i have literally burnt them thrown them in the trash and tried to hide them they like keep coming they, back. they keep coming back and he loves to wear them when company is over <laughs> it's the craziest thing i've ever seen at this point like there's so 
many holes in them. Coming back like the Twilight Zone. Yeah, they just keep coming <laughs> back. One time, I kid you not, I threw it in the trash bag and put it underneath like everything else. And I guess he saw a piece of it like hanging out from the when side he the when he was throwing the garbage. He came back in, holding them in his hand. He was like, "What is this?" Like when they are attached garbage. to something. <laughs> That's why it was in the bag. So my husband's a hoarder too. No, I he's completely attached. understand. Well, what do you call? We, all right, we have a hoarder, but what do you call a person that just wants to throw everything away? Like. This is garbage. This is like. Oh, so you're the opposite of me. What? I I feel like everything has an expiration date. It has a time (laughs) period. That's it. We've had this for. Let's get a new one. Let's get it out of here. It's taking up space. When has. Like, he literally has a pile. Like, it would probably take up this whole table of polo shirts, Ralph Lauren polo shirts, (laughs) that he's like. I paid a lot of money for those shirts, but it's like a hundred of them. Or like he must have oh every time they came out with a new one, he had to have went to the store and bought it. And he bought the match <laughs> That's and he bought the matching hat. A so <laughs> I'm like, babe, you don't wear these. It's been two years since we had the first initial argument. And every time we move from like one house to the next house or whatever these Shirts are traveling. The shirts keep coming back. And they're taking up a whole like shelf in the closet. And they're like collecting dust. He does. I'm like, baby, you know, I'm telling you. You know what he says? I'm telling you, they're going to come back in style. And when they come back in style, (laughs) I'm going to be ready. (laughs) So we're sitting here waiting for these shirts to come back back around. That's how I know I love her because she literally came home and threw all my clothes away. Lies. She threw really? away all of my just clothes. the garbage. And guess ones. what? I, I let her do it. Okay, so. now that's your side of the story. Remember yeah. what you're <laughs> do it all when the I came home, all in case all anyone, of them, the the times oh. change. People dress differently. <laughs> so when all I came home, when I came home two years ago, people were wearing more fitted clothes. So like, if you wore a size small, size medium, that's the size that was you wore. This size, true whereas size. in like you know. Early 2000s, mid-2000s, if you wore a size small, you'd buy a 2X. Right. So when I came, all the closets, I'm looking at his closet, I'm like, 2X? 3X? (laughs) Whose sizes is this? He's like, what? I could still fit. I'm looking, I said, you you could probably, in 1999, maybe it would look. So I packed it up. I threw away all of my clothes. I donated it. He because <laughs> I donated it. I did not throw Wait it away. I and donated all of my it. sneakers. The sneakers. Now, what, now what's, what's that with now the this shoe? Now this is the thing with the sneakers. I we both are very like avid sneaker collectors. Like we like we see me, absolutely. I wear my sneakers one time. I wipe them off. I put them back. They're in a box. Oh, she's a neat it. freak, by the way, guys. <laughs> okay, I never <laughs> denied like, I it. it. I own it. Never denied it. He denies being a hoarder. And that's it. He gets a new pair of sneakers. He wears them for five days straight, kills them. They're dead. And then tries to put them back in the box. I'm like, they're garbage now. Like, <laughs> no, I don't put them in no box. Just know, throw them to the side. You know. You the so wait, right. wait, you got rid of the two X clothes, the that's heavily the used. All of my sneakers, she got rid of all they my were, sneakers. They were garbage. There was oh nothing. But Brand not garbage stuff. meaning in the trash, but to people that could use them. You have a hundred pairs of sneakers that every time he goes out, literally, Every time we go somewhere, he'd be like, oh, where do we have to go? I'll be right back. He runs off on this secret shopping spree and comes to get back with all th- these bags. Guess what? So he never wears them Guess again. Guess what? Wait you hear this part. When she, went, when she went away, she had so many pairs of sneakers that I had to designate an entire room in my house to her sneakers. I kept them sneakers the whole time she was Cause gone. Cause he's a hoarder. I never let nobody touch them. But em. that's gold. I, I kept that's them for her. I she comes home, she want to throw all my sneakers away. 
But she kept all her stuff. Lies. Okay. You gonna say I kept all my sneakers? <laughs> you that is okay. a lie. Let me you just say it. I love that this is all, like if this is what y'all arguing about, another testament to just you know, like y'all are good. Like you know, if you when you argue about clothes, closets, hoarders, the TV, you know, these are good problems to have because they're small stuff. And I think you guys have always had like great it seems like you've always had great synergy and your best friends. But what are you still learning about being married? Because, um, you know, it's the, it's the biggest class the, the, we'll ever the, be the, in. The, the, the crazy thing is that we've been married for eight years. Mm-hmm. We've been together for 11 years. And we've only been living together for two years. So that's a big adjustment in so many ways. So this is how I found out that he was a hoarder. <laughs> this is how he found out. Like a hoarder in someone who has a, like a mild case of OCD, it is like crazy. Yeah. So daily trouble. Like I, I find <laughs> things on the floor, and I'm like, hmm, if it's on the floor, it must be garbage. And he's like, yeah, you. you need some cameras. And he's like, <laughs> no. And he's like, you know, oh, don't worry about that pile of clothes that's touching the ceiling. I'm gonna take it to the laundry eventually. So you know, there's like little things that you learn about each other mm-hmm. and. You would only learn from being together, from living together. And Who's being the snorer? Who's the big snorer? That's the one thing I feel like you learn immediately when you move in. Like, oh, you snore? You don't snore. Do I snore, babe? <laughs> I won't know when I'm sleeping. So she got to tell you if I snore. You don't know. You don't oh. snore. Okay. No, nah, she doesn't snore. No okay. You both don't snore. What he does lucky. is he's a cover hogger. He like still like <laughs> he takes it and rolls up into like a burrito with it. But I don't really mind because... She likes you know, the air conditioning. I want the in the, in the winter time. So I, I have this thing. I went. I when think I'm those sleeping, things should be covered up for the winter. After October, no, right? When I'm sleeping, <laughs> like I, I don't know. It's like I overheat like a machine or something, and I start sweating in my sleep. So <laughs> I like to have the AC on. I get really cold in my room, and then I put the cover on. So it's like I, he'll allow me to put the AC on, but he's taking all the covers. So it's freezing. Still, we're still trying to figure <laughs> out like how, snow outside. How to compromise. It could be snow outside and the AC is on. Yes. Oh, so you like just gotta find your, you know, really find your couple. Girl. It didn't help that no. you had cameras. And what he too, does right? is, is he waits till I'm sleep. He turns the AC up <laughs> and pumps the heat to ninety. So, so I wake, wake up, up like, sweating. <gasps> no, I wake up like death, like feeling like I'm in an <laughs> oven, like I can't breathe. And he's like, it was freezing in here. Okay, so why not seventy five? Why would you go straight to ninety? Wow. But um, I mean, outside of those minor things, it's it's a wonderful thing, right? To just, I mean, and to be thing. together, you guys spent so much time having restrictions on mm-hmm. how you could be together, and I mean, now that you're together all the time, it's, it must feel like every day is just like a blessing. And I know that sounds like a crazy thing to say, but most people don't often have to go through some of the obstacles that you mm-hmm. did to stay in love and stay happy. Right. So I imagine that makes you appreciate what you have probably a lot more than other couples do. Definitely, I, I count basis. my blessings all the time because I clearly remember the days where our time was very much limited. We mm-hmm. could only speak to a tele- to a telephone, even from the time where I was banned from visiting her. Um, times we sat at a table like this at a visiting table, and every time I put my hand on her, they was like, "Hey, hands on the table." Oh, wow. That's because talking. they knew you was trying to be slow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They knew exactly. They was, what oh, was they would check her too, though. If her hands <laughs> went under the table, Smith, hands on the table. So things like that, I remember that. I remember um, going on trailer visits, and when it was time to leave the night before, she would be upset. You know what I mean? And I couldn't do nothing upset. about it. Upset. No, not and bugging. When we got in the van, <laughs> she would stand by the gate. We, me and the kids, would be leaving, and she'd be waving. Like those days was painful. So when we can just be together with just limitless Netflix, time, y'all just it's on a the beautiful couch. thing. It's to a me. moment, right? It's a beautiful thing, man. 
Uh, every now and then, if I must say. <laughs> Please do be honest. He thinks that we're still on Trilla. So he's like, oh, well, we used to be on the Trilla visits. Because, like, on the Trilla visit, it's not really a trailer home. It's, like, one of the houses that, you know, you see when you're driving down south that they sell the whole house. So it's, like, a two-bedroom. Oh, really? Bathroom, a kitchen area. with a So it's a little bit of like, everything. Yeah. You have a DVD player, a living room section. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, a, a little house. So... I could only go every 42 days, every six weeks. And so if I'm she stay there. out of trouble. Okay, continue. Nobody, but why you want to break up if I'm in trouble? Like, <laughs> she got in trouble. Hell? I went to other was canceled. Continue. Oh. Right. So when I wasn't in trouble <laughs> and it wasn't canceled, it was every 42 days. And That's a long time. we would go and we'd be able to go for two days. So if you went on Saturday, you go Saturday morning and you leave Monday morning. Or you go Tuesday morning, leave Thursday, whatever. But then if my son would come, because my son was staying with my mom in mm-hmm. North Carolina, because he was coming from North Carolina, we would be able to go, like, say we went on Tuesday. We go on Tuesday and stay until Saturday. You stay for, like, four days. So I only have four days of where I get to spend the night with my family, cook for them, eat with them, watch movies. So I would, like, try to cook everything. Like, everybody would make their list of what they wanted and what they would. So he would have to go to the supermarket. I'd sit on the phone for, like, five hours walking. I had no experience with going through the supermarket. <laughs> Oh my god! You I was were a like, total excuse amateur. Excuse me, miss. Where's the I bread? Like, no, it was like walking through a maze. <laughs> that is, I was like confused. <laughs> but but I gave him a the map. love that I had you for her. I was willing to learn. I know, like I'm like, there goes my OCD kicking in. So I you gave, like walk so I know aisle, which what's and what. I'm like starting first. She'll be on the phone while I'll be shopping. All right, look <laughs> on your left. It's gonna be right there on your left, yes. across from the bread. It's gonna be so that's <laughs> so how you like, definitely were like, right. okay, I'm gonna walk you through this. Yeah, we got it done like that. It worked. But teamwork. what teamwork. happens is the now. Was amazing. So, like I said, we had I wish like I had two footage days. of that stuff. That's I want her to see kind that. of everything. I yeah. can just because see when him we work together cart. like that, we accomplish so much. And I'll be trying to tell her that now. You know what I mean? But it's like two days or four days that are very you know random. Mm-hmm. So I try to fit everything into those days. So now that when I'm home, he'd be like. Well, when we was on the trailer, <laughs> you cooked breakfast, oh, yeah, she did. lunch, she did. and dinner. And dinner. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't have an Essence interview in the afternoon <laughs> morning show earlier that day, and two performances tonight. Like, so I can't cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, do you understand? So he be trying to make me do what I was doing when I had nothing to do but that, and I was thinking about it for a whole month and a half. What I was going to do, how I was going to fit it, because before you like four days, mm-hmm. or especially two days, goes by so fast. Yeah. You want to do everything. Exactly. You need to wake, you know, wake up together, have breakfast, lunch. I can't even imagine trying to cram all that love mm-hmm. into one into forty eight hours. hours. And it's really not forty eight hours because by the time he gets after they search everything, by the time they finish searching the butter and the sugar and the bread oh and the this, he really doesn't get to me until about eleven o'clock. And on then, a bad day, and then. 11. No, baby. count time is 11. Yeah, before 11. On a bad day, you get caught in the count and come at 1. Right, but if I get there really early, I'll get in there. Well, it depends on the officer who's you know bringing me in, who's on process. But then, but then when it's time to leave, of course, they're on time. Oops, it's oh, time let's to go. go. Time yeah, to go. Yeah, they come get us But right you away. know what? You guys survived it, and look at you now. You know what I mean? And right. I think that what you've gone through has made you more raw and more honest, and that's what people see in your relationship and how you feel about each other, and that's what it's, people it's like. It's hard, because you, know, you really are giving it, putting it all out on the table. It's hard because in in the environment that we live in, a lot of people. I mean, I guess they don't have faith in relationships anymore. Like mm-hmm. I know I didn't. Like he literally had to beat me over my head like for years before I started believing. In what love. you're saying because I just 
have been programmed for years like dudes ain't about nothing they're mm-hmm. gonna cheat just deal with it you know they um they're not you just didn't believe in it right I mean a lot of yeah. women don't they're like it's not for me it's not real it's a fair and joke. then I'm like you know okay you're young and you're a rapper and okay sure right <laughs> I so and then especially when mm-hmm. I went away he was like I promise I'm gonna be there which I'm like and you didn't believe him are did you dumb no I didn't believe him <laughs> it was like three years in and I still was like I got four and a half more years of we'll see you in 2014. And, you know, he he did it and he proved me wrong. So I think sometimes um, I probably would have had it much easier had I just believed him from the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, I wouldn't have stressed so much. I wouldn't have worried so much. And I think as women, we need to start believing our men sometimes. Like, Mm -hmm. I know it's hard when you've dealt with liar after liar. Right, when the track record ain't crazy. you're like, like, uh -uh. the heartbreak is real. Remy, you're bugging. I'm not (laughs) believing nothing he say. But, you know, sometimes you can block your blessings by, you know, prejudging people and putting certain characteristics from other people onto them. So, you know, just keep I mean, look, it's, it's a great reward. That comes with it. If yeah, you can is. really be with that one person and settle down and truly live up to your wedding vows, I take my wedding vows very serious. If you can really do that, it's a great reward. That's the best way I can try to influence a guy to do it. You know what I mean? It's a great reward. So the chemistry that you can have with a with a woman is amazing, but you will never know if you don't make that sacrifice. Right. Great risk, great reward though. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta put your heart out there. You gotta right. put your time out there. Right. And um I think I think too also a lot of us men, they too hard on on females they too hard How so? for the simple fact that um, I don't want to preach you hate when I preach but <laughs> basically a woman is the most precious jewel greater than a ruby emerald diamond or sapphire each man has to take one woman and rise her above the rest so she can show how precious she really is and when I say that I mean if you're not faithful and you're not loyal to that woman you will never know her true qualities she, right. will, she will spend a lot of time in your relationship cursing you the hell out and feeling um, insecure Fighting with you Because she knows That you're not doing right mm-hmm. Once you can Gain her trust And show that you're really Going to be loyal And only be with her The qualities that come out Of that woman Is going to be amazing But you will never know that You will walk around Playing the earth Feeling like Oh bitches ain't shit mm-hmm. Money over hoes You will really Genuinely feel like that If you don't Look in the mirror And yourself Be a great person She's going to be A reflection of that Right, and she's lot, your queen. A lot of know? men don't know that, but they and they don't they don't take it seriously. So when I say we too hard on females, I, it's because of that. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and just all of those bad stigmas that they put on on the yeah. females. You too. I can't thank you enough for coming today. <laughs> I mean, we love you guys at Essence. You know that. I know you see. You we're know. like, what's Remy and Papoos up to? But I mean, we really do. We continue to root for your love. I think thank all you. your fans thank are rooting you. for your love, and just thank keep you. you know keep sharing it with us too because it's nice to see a happy couple. You know, Thank living you. life and being real. So don't stop that. I mean, I, I just want to. You know, I just want to say, people think that you know everything is all that. Like I've seen a couple of you know negative Nancys. Like oh, they're frightened. It can't be all good. No, it's not all good all the time. Like this, it's. I've never met anybody on this planet that everything is they're always going to agree on every single thing so we have our disagreements but it's about the way that you handle those disagreements it's about the way that you overcome the obstacles that get thrown in your path so no we're not always you know peaches and cream and fluffy roses and teddy bears (laughs) and stuff like that like most of the time yeah but 
there, there, we have our, our days and we get through those days. When, when I was away, we had made like a um, rule that we couldn't get off the phone like mad at each other. Because one, who knows when I who knows when I was gonna get in trouble again, and wouldn't be able to call, or he wouldn't be able to come see me, or things like that. And you know, he was out here moving around, so you know, anything could happen. So we didn't want to have that last moment. You know, if that would be negative been the last moment, you mm-hmm. know. So, and also when we were talking, which we've been trying to get back into because we slipped out of it for a while. If I'm talking, he can't talk. And he has to wait time finish. And if he's talking, I can't talk because sometimes you miss what the person is saying if you're trying to talk or you're trying to prove your point at the same time. So, you know, there's some sometimes you have to like set rules and it, it, it may seem like, you know, Charles, well, that's stupid. If I've got something to say, I'm like, you know, you have some people that if I have something to say, I'm going to just say it not. It's about sacrifice. Because there's a lot of times mm-hmm. I just want to wring his little neck. <laughs> but I can't because I love him. I'm right. be sad and there's later. Rules, there's rules to happiness too, guys. Mm-hmm. People always think of rules as being like this constraining. Like right. it's a negative. It's a punishment. No, this, these are rules you follow mm-hmm. so that you can be happier. You, you, exactly. You know and what? greater together. My grandma always said we can all sing together, but we can't talk at the same time. Mm. So when, if you're having a disagreement with somebody and y'all both just firing at the same time, you're never going to hear each other out. But when you just... Discipline yourself to say, all right, let me hear what's on her mind. You will really see where you were wrong at and how you made that person feel. But if you never take that moment just I've to hear them out. That line, let me see what her mind is. It usually goes, you know what? I'm just going to shut up since you're going to talk. <laughs> and then I'll be like, but okay, when you, when thank you. you. When you now, listen, now what, back to what I was hear saying. them out, you will be like, wow, did I really do that? And you will see, like, damn, I, I was wrong. You know what I mean? But if you never take that time out to let that person talk, you'll never know how wrong it was. Also, one of the reasons why I think, you know, we kind of worked so good together before she went away we was like in a heated relationship like we was crazy about each other mm-hmm. inseparable like we i would i would be at her home and when we separate i would talk to her on the phone all the way home <laughs> then, she got yeah i just left her like right. i'll be on the phone all the way home talking to her and then when i get i would get home and fall asleep in the driveway talking to her so we was like very inseparable. I would come to her studio sessions, her manager, and them, they hated my guts. Real bad. <laughs> because we would just go. She was just always She wasn't there. working. So when she got remanded mm-hmm. and they was just like, remand. Mm-hmm. It was bad because we was like really addicted it to It was each like other. coming down off a drug, probably. I yeah, I couldn't, we couldn't see each other. To, we just had to. He was in bad with on the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like it was like a nightmare, you know. It's like your best friend getting snatched out of your life instantly. No warn, no warning or nothing. We didn't expect that to happen like that. So I think that played a part. Too. Well, I I mean, truly, we thank y'all for coming and sharing. Thanks and sharing your love and keep yeah. sharing. Of course, anytime you're walking back, we could do this again. I love okay. talking to you guys. Because I mean, when we're talking about love, it's topics are endless. So <laughs> I mean, we could go in, Remy, right? Just on right. husbands and like he loves, Habits he anytime loves want, hanging so. around other married couples because then he starts to feel like he's not the only one. Yeah, and then you realize, sparkles. like, not tell him all the time. Like, all of you guys are crazy. Like, it's just something. <laughs> like, once you, but they don't know. Once it. you take those vows, it just something happens to them where they right. start leaving socks and underwear places. They start feeling like they don't have to give it a hundred percent. They're like, oh, I got her. She walked on the aisle with me. We're good. But you know, we love y'all anyway. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks to our guests, Uzo Aduba and Remy Ma Papoose. If you enjoyed these conversations, be sure to listen and subscribe to the other great episodes of Yes, yes Girl. Girl, such as our conversations with Megan Good, Yvonne Orgy from Insecure, and Black Nanny, a.k.a. Regina Hall. 
You can find these on iTunes or anywhere else you get your podcasts, and we mean anywhere. And don't forget to reach out to us personally. I'm Charlie Penn at Man Wife Dog. I'm Yolanda Sanguini at Yoli Zama. And I'm Corey Murray at Corey Murray. And my name is spelled C-O-R-I for those who like to misspell Corey with K's and Y's and E's, C-O-R-I. And don't forget to leave us an iTunes review. We love those reviews. But keep it cute. Yes, please. Healthy criticism only, people. Yes, girl. Thanks to the folks at Digital Media for their production work. We love y'all. We'll see you next week. 